All right, and the Swim Bros are back to discuss the standings for day three of the Men's NCAA Championships. Uh, by now, if you're tuning in, I assume you've listened to the day one and day two. Perfect picks. You know, absolutely incredible that, Grant, we were able to nail all of these so far. Uh, millions of listeners have been reaching out to us, and just just absolutely incredible picking. Yeah, really just an incredible feat. I'm, I'm impressed myself. Okay, so now that we've established that we're most likely number one on the Swim Swam Pick'em list, uh, let's go ahead and start off day three with the first event, the 400 IM. Yeah. Uh, Grant, I hope that you have done some research here because this event is not my specialty. Yeah, it is uh, definitely not in your wheelhouse. It's about 300, 300 over your wheelhouse. But... I'd say 375 at all this right, point. All right, all right. Well, I will agree with you completely <laughs> on that. Um, but I think everyone everyone and their mother's got to go with Chase Kalish on this. Uh, I think this man is about to just rock the world on this swim. I think, hashtag bold prediction, under, under a 333 this year. I think it's just, he's just cooking up some good. He's got a year at... ASU forks up with Coach Bob Bowman under his belt from last year. He's solely focused on the Georgia Bulldogs, who we haven't really mentioned this meet yet. And I think he's going to take home the W in big fashion. Uh, I'm in 100% agreement here. Georgia just has such a strong, rich history in this event. And you know that Jack Bowerly is going to have uh, Chase prepared and ready to take this one. So we got Chase Kalish as the number one finisher in the 400 IM. Who do you like for number two? You know, I was really hoping Will Lacone would decide to swim this, but unfortunately he uh, elected against it. Um, so looking at the rest of the field and, and seeing him swim at Pac-12s, I got to say Andrew Selskar. Well, uh, this mean I think is really going to be a good one for him, and I see him as a solid second pick in second place in this event. Yeah, he definitely looked to be back on track at Pac-12s, and I do expect him to have a great breakout meet here at NCAAs. Uh, so I am good with going Andrew Seliscar for the number two pick in the 400 IM. And moving on to number three. I think um, I think after the 1-2 combo, I think it kind of really shakes up. Uh, you've got Jay Litherland, obviously an Olympian, so he's got a lot of talent there. So I'm, I'm immediately drawn to that. Um, you've got also some other talents like Robert Owen. From Virginia Tech, and not a notorious powerhouse in swimming. But has won the ACC championship, I believe, all four years that he was in the conference there. Yes, in the 4M, yeah, yeah, correct. Um, so that's obviously nothing to, nothing to take lightly by any means. So, I mean, there's a lot, they got Abram Devine, a, a good 18 and under talent that Stanford got as a freshman. He didn't perform well at, at finals, but a year under his belt, already beating his finals time from last year. I think he, he he's a he's a good bet too, but I I gotta go with Jay Lillen. I gotta think the the Olympian experience has gotta count for something here. Ooh, you know, um, I'm gonna agree with you on this one. Uh, barring your fourth place pick, if you could go ahead and reveal your fourth place pick, this might expedite our selection process. I think I gotta go with Abram Devine. Okay, now see, this is where we're gonna have a bit of an issue. Um, I like Mark Zaranik from Florida to be a High finish in this event. Uh, unfortunately, Mark swam a little slow in the prelims last year and did not qualify for finals. Qualified ninth and went a 339-2 in the B final, which would have put him uh, sixth overall just ahead of Abram Devine, uh, coincidentally. So, with that little factoid in your back pocket... Could you agree that Mark Zoranek will be the fourth place finisher in this event? I mean, I mean, you could agree, but you could disagree as well. And do you think he has 
more to give from his SEC, just as incredible SEC performance. I mean, he dropped over, uh, he dropped three seconds in the 400 IM from his time from last year at SECs. You know, it's a good point, but we're not talking about a freshman. This guy's been here yeah, over and true. over. He missed his taper a little bit at NCAAs last year, it would appear, by not finaling in the 400 IM. Uh, so you got to think that Greg Troy and him went back to the drawing board, figured things out, and I would just assume that he's going to be prepared this year. I don't know. It, it worries me a little now that you're talking about it. It also worries me that we don't have a Texas guy in the top four here. Yeah, because, um, I mean, I, I saw Mark, and I, I was definitely immediately drawn to that, but I just had to kind of step back and say... What did he? How did he? How did he get to that point? And it was from a three-second drop. So that that just scares me. I think he fully is an incredible talent, and will have a lot of success in the future, especially with one year to give. Um, but you I, know it what? Just worries me. When all else fails, think about all that yardage that yeah, Greg Troy has yeah. those boys doing in Florida. He's got the base. I think he's good for at least a fourth-place finish. So why don't we go Jay Litherland third and Mark Zaranek fourth? Sounds good to me. So up next, the second event of the third day, we've got the 100 Fly, a hotly talked about event in all of the swimming world, leading the charge with two Texas Longhorns, Joseph Schooling and Jack Conger, but also another guy in there that many of our listeners are familiar with, Caleb Dressel. Yeah, this is an absolutely loaded event at the at the top eight. Uh, don't forget about Matt Joseph from Cal, the Queens transfer he is going to be looking to bring the heat here. And, of course, Ryan Held, kind of a new name in this event, uh, you know, has a pretty fast entry time at 44.79. So not sure what to expect from him. What do you think for the number one? In my mind, it's between uh, Dressel, Schooling. In my mind, it's between Dressel and Schooling. I don't think Conger's in the same uh, realm in the 100. I think he'll be there in the 200. But I got to go with Dressel in the upset. What do you think? Uh, I I gotta go with schooling. I mean, this is a man who last year was disappointed with a forty-four zero. He shook his head and put down some very choice words on camera. And Tom Shields beat him to the punch for the forty-three. I think he wants to go out there and prove something. He hasn't had the training this year. I will say that, which is a prelude to my two hundred fly. Uh, analysis in the in the future mm, i smell an upset but uh but i think he's got the speed that just equals le- less less yardage right now for this man with as much experience that he has is putting more focus into into getting back into shape having that speed and, and he just doesn't have that 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 october november background on him right now and i think he's got the he's just raring to go for like he is in the 50 you have him in the 50 so he's got that front end speed mm. and uh like both these men do, but I think he's, this is his baby. All right. You know, given that it is just a hundred fly, an event that I'm familiar with, uh, I will say that even with a not great training base, you can still perform well. So I will tip my cap to you and Joseph Schooling and let him have the number one finish. What do you think about Caleb Dressel, Dressel at number two? Heartbeat. Yes. I think he could easily be a, a number one. I think he he and Schooling will duke this event out, and it will be interesting to see who finishes first, but I think that's a solid solid one-two pick. All right, now third is where it gets interesting. You know, you have the familiar names, Andrew Sansusi from Missouri. We got Ryan Held, Jack Conger, uh, Matt Joseph from Cal. But then don't sleep on Cleveland State's Philip Sikatsky, uh, who finished fourth in this event last year at yes. a 45-3. 
Now, Cleveland State is not a name that you typically see mentioned in the top heat of any event at the NCAA championship. Even so, at the NCAA championship. Indeed, indeed. So what do you think about him? Do you like his chances this year, or do you want to stay away from the Cinderella story? I mean, I got him on my notes as a dark horse, but I just don't see the repeat happening. I think it's, maybe a top eight finish, but that, that, I just don't see it happening two times over. That's absolutely a, a tough pick to make there. I, I think I have to agree with you. Um, so then that leaves us with the Ryan Held, Jack Conger, and Matt Joseph debate. Yeah, I mean, you've got some other players in there, too. You've got Lucas Kalizak, the, off, the dream child of Chase Kalish and uh, <laughs> Jason Lezak there. But, um, but uh, you know, I, I, he's a, he was a sophomore last year, junior this year. Alabama's definitely got a sprint program brewing down there. I had Andrew Sansusi. He's obviously one to get, ruin the mix, play spoiler. Matt McHugh. Mm. He's a great pick for out of the Big Ten, a Midwest boy. Can't can't hate on that. But you relayed to me today that Mr. Matthew Joza was sick at Pac-12s, and he still won in a 45 flat start. And so after I heard that, and having his best time being a 48 or 44, my bad, 44 eight three, I gotta go with Joza. You know, I'm never going to disagree with uh, picking Matt Joza. He is an extreme talent. His stroke is just absolutely amazing, smooth as a baby's bottom, and just as explosive as well. So I will agree that Matt Joza will take that third spot. Um, we will put him in third, and that leaves number four wide open. Do you like Ryan Hell? Do you like Jack Conger or Andrew Sansusi of Missouri? Yeah, I mean, I had Sansusi, Matt McHugh, buying for fourth. But I think at that point it's got to be Conger. Yes, I I I think Conger getting third and by the smallest of margins. And there, there was a pretty big. There was about a half second gap between third and fourth last year. So I think Conger uh, rounds out the top four. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. All right, next one is is like earlier the day before. This this meet, folks, is just a star-studded event, top to bottom. There's no one ind- individual event that is really, bar none, uncontested. Even the 50 for Mr. Caleb Dressel, he'll have his work cut out for him. And this event is no slouch either. The 200 freestyle, folks, this is one of the the most grueling events in swimming, if not the most in some eyes. And the the depth in this field is, is unparalleled. It's It's just almost impossible to pick correctly, but the swim bros will. Yes, without a doubt. Uh, Grant, this event is your baby. You know it as well as anyone. If we have any disagreements, I am going to go to your side on this one, but it is certainly a tough pick. You got the young talent at the top with Cameron Craig and Dean Farish, the freshman uh, standouts from Arizona State and Harvard, respectively, just absolutely poured it on at their conference meets with 131 mid and 131 high. Uh, do you think that these freshman standouts are going to be able to repeat their performance or possibly even go faster? You know, it's always hard to say. You know, when the, these these freshmen have these uh, otherworldly performances, it's, it's especially in their conference meet this close to NCAAs, it's, it's hard for them to bounce back. It's hard for them to get off that high of that amazing meet, amazing time, and, and come back down to earth and, and be humbled by some of the other people that they may have... They may have uh, not raced yet this season, so they might have won their conferences by a lot. And now they're right in the middle of the of the pack. So I, I think with that, I, I think Townley Haas 
uh, repeats this year with the 200 freestyle. I think there was a lot left in his 200 freestyle uh, at Big 12s. As we mentioned before, they can kind of lollygag through. Uh, in his 500, he dropped 10 seconds from prelims to finals, so that shows he's he can game when it's time. And I think, hashtag bold prediction, maybe not Townley. I'm pretty sure he's going to win, but under 130. The the barrier is broken this year. You think year. this is the time, huh? I think whether it's myself and YMCA Nationals <laughs> this year or at NCAAs next, this week, uh, I think it's, it's going to happen. So I think Townley Haas wins. Hashtag bold prediction under 130. Yeah, I think that makes sense, especially since we took him in the 500 to win. Uh, it definitely makes sense in my mind to to go ahead and take him number one in the 200 free as well. Uh, number two, I kind of have a funny suspicion that you have a soft side for Blake Peroni from Indiana this year. I mean, he's a he's a Hoosier. He's a Hoosier boy. I'm a Hoosier at heart. I like what he's been doing. I know the work he does. I know the kind of guy he is, and I know he he wants this bad. So I think I think I gotta go with Blake Peroni in second. I like that pick. He is a Chesterton High School grad uh, up in northern Indiana. They have a long, rich tradition of fast swimmers there with uh, Kyle Whitaker, uh, Gage yep. Berry. Uh, <laughs> so we will go ahead and enter Blake Peroni as the number two swimmer in the two hundred freestyle. Uh, number three is going to be tough. We have freshman Maxime Rooney. We got freshman Cameron Craig, Dylan Carter from USC, who had a great swim at Pac-12s. Who do you like for number three here? You know, this is this is a tough one. This is really where it gets sticky, and um, there's no clear clear winner here. Um, gosh, it's it's just hard. Uh, I mean, you've got Clark Smith, and there's and no. There. This is too short of an event you for Clark so? in my mind. Yes. All right. Maxine Bruni could play spoiler here. Like you mentioned, Dylan Carter. I think Dean Ferris is maxed out. I got to say at this point, I think he's had a phenomenal season, phenomenal swims, and I hope all the best of him at NCAAs. But I just, being the Harvard, the Harvard standalone Ivy in this event, all alone at the top, pressure cooking, going into the meet, freshman. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, first. he's in a tough spot. I'm uh, going to ha- go ahead and make a bold prediction that he actually will not make the A final wow, in this event. Wow, wow. Uh, even with the fastest seed time, I think it is going to be a tough spot for him. You know, you even got some names down here at the bottom that people aren't even looking at with Michael Jensen and Reed Malone and Mitch DiRigo, again, that just absolute, you know, they could throw down some really fast times. So I think it's going to be really tough for dean ferris to make uh his his mark here on this event but we'll see uh this still leaves us now with the number three pick we're in agreement that it will not be ferris this time around so who do you like God. <laughs> all right we're gonna jump to fourth real quick because i have a sneaky suspicion that coach bowman is gonna have cameron in tip-top shape repeating after the Pac-12 conference, maybe not holding his spot in the psych sheet, but holding his place in the top four for some strand pick him, and he will come in fourth, I believe. Okay, and good. He's got the Pan Pax experience. He's, yep. you know, this is not a new environment for him. He knows what he's doing. Uh, I do believe that he has the capability uh, to be in this top four at the very minimum. So, we now have Townley at number one, Blake Prony at number two, Cameron Craig at number four, do we go Cameron Craig at number three as well? 
Just double up, try to hope for the best, hedge our bet a little bit. That's a, that's a strong play. <laughs> I think there are other, other viable options here. Um, you've got some names down at the, kind of in the middle of the pack. You've got Tom Kremer, another member of the Bob Bowman training squad from last, last year. Squad! And, uh, so he's definitely got some good base training under him and he's, uh, got some expertise training in there as well. And that's Stanford, they're no slouches in their freestyle training methods as, as well. Last year, Tom was not in the meet because of the Olympic year. Uh, so he could kind of turn some heads there. Trevor Carroll, another good one from Louisville. I think he's got maybe a 32 in him to, to drop loose here. He was a 133-1 at ACC's. Josh Flegel, he was also gone last year, but, uh, I think he, he kind of, he kind of lost a little bit. He's, he, he switched clubs, had to come back, half the man he used to be, it seems, and, uh, and I, I just can't put put my money on him, so. Well, you can never put your money on anyone because you're an NCAA athlete. Of course, yeah. So don't yeah. even, yeah. Don't even talk about that. <laughs> Things that make you come. <laughs> Reed Malone. He's, he's got some speed. He's got some endurance. He's a 100, 200, 500 guy. So he's a jack of all trades there. And, uh, <laughs> we could go with Dylan Carter. We're gonna go with Dylan, Dylan Carter. Dylan Carter of USC. <laughs> Great swim at Pac-12s. I know he has the speed. Does he have the endurance? We will find out soon. Alright, so rounding out the 200 free, we're gonna have Townley Haas at number one, Blake Peroni at number two, Dylan Carter at number three, and Cameron Craig at number four. In a very close finish there, I think that Haas and Peroni will be close at the top. And Carter and Craig will be very close, along with 5th, 6th, and 7th uh, in that 200 freestyle. So uh, that's a tough one. That's going to be a lot of people are going to have some different picks on that one, I think. So a uh, good spot for the Swim Bros to pick up some points on the crowd. Indubitably. And moving on to the next event, 100, we have... The 100 Breast. The 100 Breast Stroke, everyone's favorite. Uh, Grant. Do you like Will Lacone to win this hundred breaststroke? I I think I like Fabian Schweinsteigel. Fabian Schweinsteigel. I think Fabian Schweinsteigel yeah. of Missouri Tigers was the champion last year in this event. Yeah, and you like him to repeat. I I I do. I like that. That's what I like. Okay, okay. I uh, I have I have Will Lacone coming in second. I really do think that Will Lacone is going to win this event. All right. Um, I I will select Schwingensfogel out of respect for you and for his last name, if you'd like. But yeah, I want you to I think mean, long and hard I mean, about it. It's not going to take me much to convince me to go Will Lacone, Texas senior, great guy, great man. And, and uh, I believe he pretty much did this 51-1 in time, time trial. Time trial, yeah. So. You know what? What the heck? Let's, uh, let's Lacone it. Hook him, dude. All right. Hook him. Will Cone at number one. Number two, do you like Fabian. the Schwingensfagel? my boy. The Schwingensfagel at number two. And then number three, who do you like here? I like Finnerty. Another Indiana boy. He's got speed. He was uh, he was compared to a Ferrari. Mm. Um, so the That's... Ferrari of, of swimmers there. So a I nice think comparison. He's got the speed there. And I think he, he, was, he was actually sent to the hospital days before NCAAs last year. And so he was put on IV, extremely dehydrated, stomach virus, vomiting there as well. So everything just kind of really, really fell off there. So fourth place, this is where it gets interesting. We have Brandon Fiala of Virginia Tech who finished fourth last year and is returning. 
Uh, you know he's hungry, and he's already posted some fast times this year. Uh, we have Karsten Vistering of Southern Cal, who has entered at a 51-4, a very impressive time. And don't forget about Peter Stevens of Tennessee, who has the fastest 50 breaststroke in the field, and last year was second in this event. Yeah, he's uh, definitely got the fastest 50 known to man, uh, besides Adam Petey, probably. But, um, I mean, I I think it's a toss-up. I'll put this one in your boat. It's, uh, I think, to me, it's a toss-up. Peter Kropp, Brandon Fiala, and Peter Stevens. I absolutely love the Brandon Fiala pick in this event. He's hungry. He's a senior. He's been here year after year just grinding, trying to trying to get up into that top three. Uh, I don't know that he does it this year, but I think he comes very close. I'm going to take Brandon Fiala at number four You're, from Virginia Tech. You really Tech. jumped on that, Brandon Fiala. I love it. I've wow. been a, I've wow. just been a big Brandon Fiala fan I, this year. <laughs> I guess so. You learn something new every day, folks. All right. So the next event on day three of the NCAA championships is the 100 backstroke. Ryan Murphy. I think that's a given. Everybody and their mom will have Ryan Murphy in that event as the number one finisher. Number two gets a little bit trickier here. We have uh, Shane Ryan, the Irish Olympian. Here from Penn State and Connor Oslin from Alabama, both seniors, both with the experience. What do you think? I think I like Coslin's Coslin Coslin's performance at SECs, but I think I got to go with the experience. How explosive Shane Ryan is coming out and just overall looking in his in his races, and I think he takes home second in this. Yeah, I like that. And one thing that you know a lot of uh, people might not consider is that. Shane Ryan will have considerably less pressure on him in the relays. Penn State, not quite the player that Alabama is. And those relays can really take a physical and emotional toll on you throughout the course of this very long, very difficult meet. So I do like Shane Ryan to finish second here as well. All right. And third, I do have Connor Oslin. Yeah, he's got a lot of speed. Uh, Alabama always seems to have their guys ready for this meet. They did not swim that fast at their conference meet. So, you know, I think I'm with you here. I like Connor Oslin to take third. Then I, rounding out the 100 back, I, I'll, I'll finish the chalkboard, take uh, some ASU, Richard Boas. Wow, yeah, so good old Richard Boas of Arizona State. He had a very fast Pac-12, uh, kind of a breakout meet for him. I think it's going to be very tough to, it seemed like he was fully tapered for that meet. I think it's going to be very tough for him to carry that into NCAAs. Um, although if anyone can do it, you know, it, it's, it's Bob Bowman and his staff there. Don't forget about Gregory Tarasevich from Louisville, who was, uh, at the Olympics last year. Yeah. He's got the experience. He was number three in this event last year. All right. Richard Boas rounding out the field in the 100 backstroke. We will see what he can do here. So in the 100 back, we have Ryan Murphy, Shane Ryan, Connor Oslin, and in fourth, the Sun Devil, Richard Boas. All right, and finally, the last event on day three of the NCAA championships is the 200 medley relay. Grant, do you think that this relay will mirror the results from the 400 medley? Yeah, i I think they I think they do. I mean, it's a pretty big jump for Texas in the two medley, but from what I hear, John Shubbett had some sloppy sloppy technique on the start and turns, and uh, so I think they they closed the gap with California. So you like Cal first. Yeah. Cal first and Texas second. That is correct. And then here we got Florida, Missouri, Indiana, Louisville, who I think all have pretty good shots. Yeah, you can't forget about the defending national champions either, Alabama. So. Woo! 
And I did forget about Alabama. So All returning this year as well. Oh, wow. Absolutely incredible. Oh, uh, this, actually, actually not. Christian Glickamine. Fake news. Fake news from Grant House. Um, absolutely despicable. And what yeah. do you think, Grant? Um, now that I just realized uh, Christian Glomekiv or whatever. The, the Greek freak. The Greek freak. Christian Kalamid. They're going to be missing an 18.00 off the end of their relay, I think, this year. So I don't really see Alabama defending their title there. Um, so, I mean, I, I... I really like Florida here in this spot. All Re- right. Returning everyone from their relay last year where they finished fourth. You had me. You had me in Florida. You had me at Caleb Dressel Anchor. 17-8. And rounding out the field of four here, what do you think about an Indiana or a Missouri wow. potentially? I I mean that sounds that sounds good good to me either way. I mean NC State, you can't you can't mock them out here. They're no slouches. They've got some speed for sure, but uh I like the the kind of outside pick here. So I'll leave that one to you. All right, and fourth place in this relay, it's really a toss-up here. I think Missouri's got a shot, Indiana's got a shot. Um, you know, I'm going to trust your initial instincts here and, and go with Alabama. I think they might be able to just bring the heat in this one. So, you know, I don't feel very confident about that. We're losing steam here. Uh, full disclosure. <laughs> full disclosure. We're doing all these picks on Exposed. Tuesday night. <laughs> Tuesday night in order to get our entries in. and uh, We like all the time to get as much research as we can, folks. Yeah. At this point, it's really it's really just trying to get them in uh, and get them, get them done with. So I think, you know, it's between NC State and Alabama. I think you just... You, Got to go with Alabama here. So I have really no reasoning. <laughs> I have no reasoning, but that's going to do it for day three. Of, Great uh, stuff. Of, Tune in for day four. We'll see you tomorrow. And yes, day four coming at you soon. Let me start with the mile. <laughs>